Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is episode 376, and I have a favor to ask because I'm in competition with Mike Tully, who's a co-host of my other podcast, The Deuce. Two favors. One, for the Sharp Tongue Podcast, I want you to rate the podcast five stars. Real quick and easy, go down to the Apple app, click five stars, that's all it takes minimal energy expenditure for your girl. Give us a five-star rating. My goal is a thousand five-star ratings. Can we do it? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. I want to beat Mike Tully. I think he has over a thousand five-star ratings. So let's beat Mike Tully. Let's blast him out of the water. Go right to Apple app right now. Click five stars for this podcast. And if you feel like leaving a review, leave a review. Tell me what your favorite episodes are, what your favorite part about the podcast is, and so on and so forth. And thank you ahead of time. We can't do it without you. You guys have been so loyal, so amazing. So thank you so much. Let's kick Tully's ass. And I'm on tour. I'm going to be on the road first and foremost next week. Well, this week, this Friday. If you're in the Los Angeles area, come to the Hollywood Improv. I'm doing an Alzheimer's benefit show in honor of my late great father, Joseph Peluso, who lost his battle with Alzheimer's a couple years back. His birthday is September 30th. I couldn't get that date. So I opted for Feb, uh, September 29th, which is a Friday, 8 p.m. at the Hollywood Improv. We've got Doug Benson. We've got Orny Adams. We've got Craig Robinson, my girl, Katie Cazorla, Crystal Marie, Chris Garcia, and myself. It's going to be a jam-packed, fun show. A portion of the ticket proceeds are going to go towards the SoCal chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. Let's do this. Come out, your ticket goes towards a good cause, and it's going to be a fun time, a way to bring some laughter to a heavy subject, and something that's near and dear to my heart. That's at the Hollywood Improv this Friday, September 29th at 8 p.m. Again, we got Craig Robinson, Orny Adams, Doug Benson, Katie Cazorla, Crystal Marie, Chris Garcia, and yours truly, Jesse May Peluso. I'm also going to be at the Comedy Connection in Rhode Island, October 14th and 15th. I'm on a mini city winery tour. I'm going to be at the Philly City Winery October 27th, I think, and the New York City City Winery October 28th. Uh, I probably have this wrong. JessieMay.com for tickets, but I'm going to be at the Philly October Winery. I'm going to be at the New York City uh, October City Winery. (laughs) And I'm going to be at the Hudson Valley City Winery. That's jessiemay.com for tickets. So many more dates to come. Check out my website, get tickets. And as always, thank you guys ahead of time. And don't forget, before you listen to this podcast, I want you to pause it. Or if you can multitask, go to the Apple app, click five stars. Let's kick Dolly's butt. Without further ado, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast with me. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal 
look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is your favorite podcast, if I can say. I can say that, right? This is your favorite podcast. You probably listen to a bunch of podcasts, or maybe this is your only podcast. I'm honored to be here. We have a lot to chit-chat about this week. I First, you're not going to believe who I spoke to when I was out to eat for my birthday dinner with my girlfriend this past week. You won't believe it. I'm going to tell you that before we're done with this week's episode, before we're done with today's episode. That's at the end. So make sure you stick around to hear who I ran into. I couldn't believe it, to be honest. I was having a conversation with my girlfriend. I'll tell you about it at the end of the podcast. Anyways, you've probably heard already in the beginning, I am on a mission. I'm on a mission to beat Tully at his own game, to have more than a thousand five-star ratings on Apple iTunes. So I'm asking all of my listeners to give me a five-star rating. It takes two seconds. Wouldn't you want to make somebody else's day if it took two seconds? Go to the app, click five stars. That's what I'm going to ask you. Secondly, I'd like to give a shout out to Super73 for souping me up with one of their amazing bikes that I'm probably going to crash and burn in. And It's a beautiful bike. It's in the studio. It's gorgeous. I feel honored. It literally looks like a mini motorcycle and I'm completely intimidated. You know, they're like, it's just like getting back on a bike. Well, I don't know if you've seen these Super 73 bikes. They are, they're built to last. We also have Carlin in the studio. You probably can't see him, but he's laying around. Hopefully won't take out all of the equipment with him because that would just be tragic. I don't have Deb here today. We had to rearrange a bunch of stuff. It's been a month for both Deb, my assistant, and myself, even my man, a couple of the friends. It's been a lot. The, oh, God, don't take that light out, Carlin. The past couple of weeks, Deb and I have just said it's been a couple of weeks. Hey, Carlin, lay down. Come here. Lay down and chill out. We just say it's been a couple of weeks. Because it's been a couple weeks and now it's just been a month. And, and now that I think about it, hasn't it been like a year or two or three? <laughs> hasn't it been something where you're like, uh, is it going to stop? I don't think it is. So we just have to learn how to ride the wave, as they say. Got to ride the wave. Well, the wave is huge. It feels like a freaking tsunami. Doesn't it feel like a tsunami? It's unbelievable. But... Somehow, some way, we've got to figure out how to navigate all of this. And I'm going to be honest. One of the ways that I think we can all improve is to have some accountability when we're wrong. To admit when we're wrong. I don't know if you guys listened to a couple episodes back when I was talking crap about people who have meetings in the gym on their cell phones. You know, these people are treating the gym like their office now. Well, I I have a confession to make. I was on my cell phone at the gym taking a business call just this past week. That's the level I'm at right now. Totally hypocritical. I realize, I realize I was complaining about it and I do realize it's very hypocritical. Not saying it wasn't, but I will say that a certain platform really 
made something very challenging for me and I can't say what and I can't say who, but we're going to fix the problem. And I won't be able to say anything more, but I'm very excited to be able to promote something I've worked on very shortly. And I can't say what the title is. Well, you know, I, I think I can because it's kind of out there already. My show is airing October 20th on Netflix and it's called Surviving Paradise. Now, by the time you hear this, hopefully you would have seen me on the trailer. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, maybe I should have been a veterinarian. I've said it multiple times. Be, care- be careful what you wish for, folks. Make sure that whatever you request of the universe, that it is specific and it's something that you want. I remember when I was a little girl, I wanted an audience and I should have been more specific. I should have said a audience, like an audience of creatures with paws. I should have said I wanted a audience because then it would just be like little critters, bunnies, cute puppies, kitty cats, and I'd be a freaking veterinarian. Although I don't know if I'd be able to handle a llama death or a lizard death, any sort of death of a creature. That'd be very difficult. Now, the type of killing I do is on stage and nobody dies. And the only person who really dies is a little bit of me on the inside each time. A little piece of me dies each time when I'm on stage. But it's, it's, it's been a very interesting couple weeks. Let's, let's go over what's happened. First of all, I told you guys about Carlin and him eating all the snacks when we were in Big Bear. And I, I'm here to report that he vomited and threw up Ziploc bags and tinfoil for four days after I got back from Big Bear. So that was fun. It was fun to literally wake up to the clip we made months ago about a dog waking up, waking you up in the middle of the night going, Carlin did that multiple times this past week. So I have not slept, did not sleep well. Um, Deb had a, Family emergency is going through family stuff. I had COVID. Uh, we I, we had a Carlin attack. It wasn't a bear attack. It was Carlin attacking our snacks. And now I have to do my segment called Snack Attack, which is going to be available on a different platform. I, I may be going to OnlyFans, but not in that type of way. Just as an entertainer, I'm not showing any skin. So manage your expectations as I take my shirt off right now because it's hot in the studio it's a hot day I may be moving everything to OnlyFans but Snack Attack will be a segment that I do and I I think I'm going to have to start the series with the story of Carlin attacking our snacks like some sort of freaking grizzly bear grizzly bear so let's talk about what happened besides what I've already mentioned this past week something really dumb happened and I can't believe I allowed it to happen again I feel really stupid I also realize it's a result of being overwhelmed underslept and all of the things that come along with this existence today I did something very dumb living in Venice living anywhere especially in a big city you have to be mindful all the time you have to keep your head on a swivel because the streets are alive and the streets are watching and the streets are filled with people waiting to catch you slipping. And boy, did they catch me slipping. Uh, they caught me slipping real, real good. And I came home just a day or two after traveling to Big Bear. And 
I went to bed. I was a little tired, you know, a little tired from being on a kayak in the middle of a lake that requires a different set of mental focus when you're not used to being on a kayak. You think about all the creatures that are going to pull you down into the depths of the lake for you to die and suffocate. Uh, is that what it called? I guess drowning in water could be a form of suffocation. <laughs> you're suffocating because you can't, you can't breathe. So all of the stress of that, I think the lack of sleep because of the altitude made me a little uh, less sharp, let's say. Carlin, where are you going? Come here. Come. Lay down. Lay down. Sometimes you have to be patient with your dog when they're in the studio. Lay down, buddy. He's getting older, so he's like antsy now. Hey, Carlin, come here. Lay down. Good boy, good boy. Does anyone else talk to their dog? Good boy. Okay. So I left my car unlocked in the middle of the night in front of my house. And I don't need to tell you guys that somebody went right in there and took everything again. I don't know if you listen to this podcast regularly and you've listened to the time that that happened to me. The one and only time my car's ever been broken into was when I was doing a show at the comedy store and they broke into my car and they took my my designer bag that I just completely overlooked putting in the back seat. This is why you don't need to buy designer. I think designer is such a waste. It's such a pose. Does it really matter whose name is on the bag? I think it's weird to like be proud about wearing somebody else's name. I, I want to only wear my stuff from now on. I don't even know who Louis Vuitton is, to be honest. Just some Italian. I don't know who he is. An Italian guy? I'm not sure. I don't know the background. And everyone acts like it's just so fancy. I mean, if they want to send me stuff, sure. But <sighs> that's neither here nor there. This time they took... You're not going to believe what they took. If you're, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, they took my knives, you guys. Do you remember the knives? The one knife I had made custom from pinhorn my buddy in cal and canada remember the journey it took to get that knife back and in the process he had made me a new one if you don't know the story there's these beautiful handmade welded knives from this artist in canada who sent me a, a beautiful set of knives and, and made me a couple gifts to give to rogan as well rogan has a, a a meat hook for his his grill and also has a hunting knife that that this uh gentleman made for me and so in the process of me losing the first knife he made for me he made me a new one because he's so generous and he sent it to me and in the process of that someone had located my original knife that I lost the year after my mom passed away which if you listen to the grief survival guide episodes grief does make you very foggy in the brain your short-term memory is who gots as they say in the Italian world <laughs> Your short-term memory is horrible. I had lost that knife and someone found it and mailed it to me. So I had these two beautiful knives and I thought, oh, if I'm going to go to Big Bear, maybe we're going to run into a bear. I'm going to need a couple of knives. Never used knives in my life. I don't know who I think I am. What am I? Am I Laura Croft Tomb Raider? I would end up totally spearing myself. I would end up stabbing myself, pulling the knife out to show someone. Not even to protect myself, but to show it off. That's how I, would, how I would go. I have no business having knives. The universe obviously doesn't want me to have a knife because, hey, not only did I lose one, I got one stolen. And now they're both gone. So they stole a bunch of other stuff. 
And the reason why I left the doors unlocked, because a lot like I was after my mom died, I'm overwhelmed. A lot going on. My show's coming out. I'm writing a book. Not complaining. I feel very fortunate to have these projects that I'm working on, these passion projects. But sometimes you get a little overwhelmed, especially if you're not sleeping well. I didn't know that I was going to lose sleep in high altitude. No one told me that, science. No one told me, hey, the higher you go, the less you're going to sleep. Could have used that tidbit of information. And Google everything is all I have to say. Wherever you're going to go, Google the time of year, Google the crime rate, Google the altitude, Google the barometric pressure, and see what the effects of all that's going to be on you and your sleep because that will determine whether you leave your car door locked or not and whether you get theft again because of you slipping. The streets caught me slipping. I wrote a list of what they took. Let's go through this list. I've already filed a, another insurance claim. A toiletry bag, which I had in the middle console. This is something that my mom always taught me to have, especially as a lady. I don't know, maybe for the fellas too. You know, we all get a little funky. And if you live in a city, sometimes you leave your house in the morning at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. You don't come back till 6, 7 o'clock at night. You need some accessories. You need some toiletries. You got to keep all your nooks and crannies fresh. So I've started to travel with a toiletry bag. Of course I just got this bag, right? Of course I just set it up and of course I had just put it in my center console, excited to use it. Hadn't even used it yet. Had brand new deodorants and smellies and toothbrushes and basically a homeless person's dream. It's like a homeless person's get fresh starter kit. So I had that in there and I I suggest, I would suggest anybody to keep that in their car, but it depends on where you live. Let's just say that. Would you keep snacks in your car in in Yellowstone National Park where there's hungry bears? Probably not. Could you keep a toiletry bag in there? Probably. I don't think um, a a bushel of fern are going to open your car door and steal your toiletry bag. I don't think the bear's going to give a crap about your travel deodorant and your travel toothpaste. So you got to be careful what you leave in your car where. Jesse May's first survival guide tip. The toiletry bag was jam-packed. I do recommend keeping that in your car if you can lock it or if you can bring it and remember to repack it every time. But I keep like perfume and deodorant, gum, even the little, those gross things that people use. I'll never forget when I was on a train in New York City one time and this guy was using those, that like pick, you know, it looks like a violin that you, you clean your, you, you, (laughs) the toothpick thing has a pick on the end. And it's like an accordion, looks like one harp string, like a bow for a bow and arrow for your teeth. It's a a flosser, the flosser stick, Komosikyam. I put some of those in there. I put hand sanitizer, a couple band-aids. You never know when you're going to need a band-aid. Some personal items, you know, some lady cotton, as I like to call it. And a bunch of other stuff that you just might need that you don't want to have to go to CVS or some pharmacy for. You leave it in your car so that somebody else can steal it had that my perfume roller wasn't cheap because I like expensive perfumes it's an oil I had two blankets in there that one my mom gave to me and one my stepdad gave to me uh some homeless person took that and here's the thing before I get into the rest of the list you're probably like how do you know it was a homeless person first of all the smell the smell the smell the smell no offense but holy hell the smell it was pungent and the second The second reason, and this is the worst, I could see fingerprints everywhere and they were so dirty. I just knew it. 
I have an intuition. There's homeless people everywhere. There's RVs up and down Venice Boulevard. It is completely World War Z here. So it, it was very evident by what they took that this was somebody who was living on the streets because they took the toiletry bag. They took a couple towels. They took a bat that my dad had bought me for my car. <laughs> I know you're like, what? How do you swing a bat in a car? You, very, very gingerly. My dad bought me that as a protective item, as a defense weapon to have in my car. I don't know if he thought about the fact that I'd have to swing it and I can't get much air in the front seat of a mini SUV, but I had it in there, gone. The two homemade knives from Pinhorn in, in Canada, gone. A pair of Prada sunglasses, again, who needs designer? We don't need designer. I'm just going to make my own sunglasses. A pair of my hiking Nikes. A pair of my footies. Don't make fun of me. I have those Vibram foot shoes, you know, that jerks wear. You know, the people who you're like, oh my God, you definitely eat kale with every meal. I wear those to work out. They're actually really good hiking shoes too. <laughs> They're really good hiking shoes. It, it's a way for you to like use muscles in your feet that sneakers don't necessarily allow you to engage in because of the structuring and the the way that the the design of the shoes are your some of your foot muscles aren't engaged so these little vibram footy sneakers are great for that gone my gym bag gone my fox pepper spray uh let's see what else i think that's about it my bat my gym bag toiletries blah 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 blah. so they they made away with pretty good stuff and i didn't realize that they took my bat until today because I was looking for it. I'm like, oh my God, where's my bat? Oh, it's in a homeless person's encampment. So if you think of all the stuff they took, it's got to be a homeless person, right? The toiletry bag, the gym bag with all of my weapons. There is a strapped homeless person right now who's walking around like a Laura Croft couch raider. And they've got a new, new blankets. They've got hiking shoes. This person is suited up for the apocalypse. You're welcome. I hope you enjoy my stuff. Now, it was a lesson in letting go again. Not only did I have to let go of the items in my car, a few of which that are sentimental because my mom bought me some stuff, my dad bought me some stuff, and they did. And I had beautiful knives made for me. Obviously, we're not going to get more of those made. And not only did I have to let go of the tangible items, there was something more important that I let go of. And I let go of my need to hang on to things. And I've probably discussed this before. That's not to say that I wasn't upset. I definitely cried. I cried. It wasn't so much I cried because of what I lost. I cried because of how much of what I lost upset me. And I was learning to let go of the part of myself that's hanging on to these inanimate objects. Because they don't mean anything. There's nothing really tangible in them. Now that's not to say we can't have talismans or good luck items or lucky charms or rabbit's foot. Things like that that we hang on to that are our lucky items. And we can give meaning to different things that we have in our house. It's not to say you shouldn't have things and you shouldn't enjoy things. And we've talked about this a little bit. But either you have things or they have you. And you learn that a lot when you start to lose important things, people, people in your life. When you really start to lose things that matter, you learn how much of a grip 
items can have on you. And each time I lose something, I learn to lose better. I learn how to lose things better in my life. And this year I haven't been very vocal about all the things I've lost, but I've lost some people in my life. And that's natural. That's natural. I've lost some old behaviors or let go of some old bad behaviors. It's really been a season of change for me and and a season of letting go. It's constantly that. But this year specifically, I realized that I've, I think I've mastered another level of letting go. And I've learned how to lose a little bit better. And there's this beautiful clarity that comes with losing things. There's this real beautiful relief. I know I've talked about relief in terms of grief and letting go of people. Well, there is a relief in letting go of anything, whether it's a behavior, whether it's a person, whether it's a custom hunting knife. Why did I have a hunting knife? I've never hunted in my life. I don't even like to hunt for a bargain. I've got these blades that would literally cut a fart in half. What, am I, what do I think I'm doing with him? But there's something really beautiful about being able to let go of that stuff. And the relief you get on the other side of that. It's similar to when you purge your closet, which I recommend you do. Watch Murray Kanto. It must bring you joy. The show, uh, this adorable organizer, this female organizer, tells you that if you grab something and if it doesn't bring you joy to get rid of it. It's a great, simple rule of thumb. And you can apply that to anything in your life. But learning how to lose better will really give you some clarity. It'll make you be able to walk around a little bit lighter. It'll armor you with this ability to find more joy because you have a capacity for it now. Because you've let go of those things that were holding on to you. Or just your need to hold on. And that's what I let go of this past theft. (laughs) You know, I let go of my need to hold on to items. When I lost my designer bag last year, I bawled my eyes out. I bawled my eyes out because there were some personal items in there. And then you're kind of sad about the things you can't remember because you know you're forgetting something. And I know I probably am forgetting something. But then again, was it that important if you can't think of it? And does it matter if you can't think of it? And maybe one day down the road, I'll think of it and hopefully I'll think of it fondly. And I won't have any sort of regret. I won't think of it ruefully or in a longingly manner. I'll, I'll appreciate that I had whatever it was for that time and I let it go. But last year, it was much harder for me. I took that hit, that loss so personally. And that's the thing. The loses that you have, learning how how to lose better allows you to have a different experience every time you lose something. In this past time, I just had this thought today, actually, this past time where I got theft. I was walking up to my house this morning after going to the gym, humble brag, I did not take any business calls. But I had this thought walking up my stairs and I thought, uh, maybe I made somebody's life easier in the street. Not that I'm martyring myself, but I thought, what are the positives? What's the silver lining? What's the lesson? 
One, the lesson is always for me to slow down. My lesson is constantly to slow down. That I'm doing too much. It's always that. And the reason why this stuff got stolen from me is because I wasn't paying attention. And I wasn't paying attention because I was exhausted. And I was exhausted because I'm still doing too much. I'm slowly learning to unpile the stack on my plate. But the lesson for me really was that I had managed to not freak out so much this time. I thought about those items that I had stolen and I thought, I hope it makes someone's life in the street a little bit easier. And I hope I, <laughs> I hope I don't get maced by my own mace and stabbed by my own knives. Those are my two thoughts. Those are my two thoughts. And then, you know, I thought, I feel very fortunate that I'm able to replace those items. A lot of people that would bankrupt them, but I'm able to replace most of this stuff. And most of the stuff I won't replace because I realize that I like the space better than the item. That's the other cool thing that happens when you start to get rid of people and places and things that no longer serve you. You go, oh, there's room. There's room for activities in here. This is great. When you start getting rid of the toxic people, places, and things in your life, you make all this space for activities. We can do karate. We can do calisthenics. We can do a choreography in this room. There are, there's so much room for fun. So that's what I realized. I, well, I don't, need a, I don't need to fill the void. That's all we're doing. We're just filling the void with Amazon purchases. But I did go on Amazon to see about replacing a couple items that I use daily. I do go to the gym often, check out the pecs. Oh, these aren't pecs. These are whatever this muscle is. They took some gym towels from me. I think gym towels are vital because I don't want to put my head where some man's sweaty crotch was just resting. So I like there to be a little bit thin, a thin uh, sheath of cotton between my face and some outline of a, of a dank body part. So I thought I'll replace my gym towels. Now, it, it's not just go, I'll just go find some gym towels. There are too many options and I get option paralysis. I start scrolling. Oh, do I want a pink one? Do I want a purple one? Do I want terry cloth or do I want a cooling towel? Do cooling towels have uh, chemicals in them that cause cancer? What chemicals in towels cause cancer? Oh my God, all the chemicals in towels cause cancer? I probably have cancer because I don't think I've ever used any sort of towel that doesn't have these chemicals. You go down a rabbit hole. It's hard just to pick up a gym towel. Let's be honest. So I settled on this one gym towel that it looked like it you could get a few different, I think it comes with like a three, it's like a three pack. And I thought, okay, that's good. Cause then like every three, four days I can wash my stuff and I'll, I won't be, have to, I won't have to do it every single day. So I look at this gym towel and I'm like, oh, this is cute. That has got something written on it. And I, I can't stand, I, I say this and I have merch that has words, but for myself, I, I don't want words on anything really for the most part, like I don't need my shirt to say like, be kind, be yourself, be true. I just want the shirt. I don't need everything I have and own to have a mission statement. You know what I mean? So I looked at these towels and I looked a little closer and it, it says something. And then I, I scrolled, it says, be fearless. Now, I don't know if any other woman feels this way, but there's no such thing as fearless for a woman. You can pretend you are, but you're constantly living in fear because you're the more vulnerable species. It's just a fact. 
the the rape statistics are what they are because they are what they are. We're getting raped a lot more. Okay, we're losing this game. We're losing this championship. So the one thing women can pretend that they are is fearless. We're really not. Every woman's got a little bit of fear, probably every human in general, but I can only speak for my own species and myself. All of us have a little bit of fear. Fear's useful. It's a beautiful thing. It's a survival tactic. It is something that's ingrained in us from back in the day when we used to have to haul ass from all sorts of critters. We had to survive when we were cavemen and cave women. Fear kept us alive. But the one thing I don't need, I don't need everyone at the gym to know what I'm to know I'm scared. I don't need all the people at the gym to know I'm I'm scared. I don't need that. I don't need the guy on the leg press to know that I'm scared. I don't need anyone to know that I'm filled with fear. I just want a gym towel. I don't need a public reminder that I am terrified. Can I just get a gym towel? It can just say gym on it. I'll even take GTL at this point. That would be good. It should be GTL, but with like a little W. It's like gym towel instead of gym tan and loading. I don't know what the L loads. (laughs) Oh, God, that sounds horrible. Gym tan laundry, right? I, I, I don't want everyone at the gym to know that I have fear. Or that I'm trying to be fearless. Doing a leg press and like, look at her. wonder what she's scared about. I'm scared that people are reading my gym towel. Now I'm scared that people are reading me. So I couldn't get it. And, and then I got psyched out of restocking all the stuff I got stolen from me. So I just abandoned ship. I literally abandoned ship after that. I got scared. So the towel ended up <laughs> filling me with fear. I was filled with shopping fear. I know I promised to tell you guys about what happened and where I went, but there's a couple other things I want to talk about. First of all, let's do a no comment segment here where there's been times when I've left comments and people take it way too seriously. People take what I say and do way too seriously and they're, and they're no fun. People are just no fun. So there's this one video Usually it's puberty. Yep, this is a puberty video. And I'm going to unhook this hopefully without uh, breaking everything. There's this puberty video. How can I do this so I can... There we go. Oh, this isn't going to work. Deb's just going to have to put it on. Okay, so this puberty video is a girl. It says, I found the girl I nanny for with a petting zoo featuring her dog. This adorable girl. She's just sitting there. It's like a lemonade stand situation. She put the dog inside of like a folding table and created a petting zoo. I love a business. I love a business minded, business savvy person. I love when young kids are business savvy. I think it's adorable. Okay. I think it's absolutely adorable. And I I commented on it because the dog is literally in the smallest. space ever he's in inside of two folding tables that are folded so it's a little square he's tucked in there okay my comment was sarcastically it's really messed up when the tigers on the show tiger king have better accommodations i'm if you know me if you click on my name the first thing it says is that i'm a comedian everything is taken so seriously i'm gonna read these comments You really thought that was an intelligent comment, huh? Q, 
careless FPS. Yeah, I did think it was intelligent. It was kind of fun. Did you see how they treated the tigers on Tiger King? Obviously, this is a joke. The dog was probably so happy to be of service. It's a golden retriever. Golden retrievers are family dogs. They're people pleasers. They're pushovers. It's obviously sarcasm. Um, somebody else said, look, everyone, we found smooth and then the brain emoji. Smooth brain? By the way, that doesn't make any sense. If you have a sm Oh, I get because there's no wrinkles. I'm supposed to be dumb. Okay, that was actually kind of a smart reference. Here's a comment from me. I say, it's sarcasm. OMG, people lighten up. I'm now more sad sarcasm has died on this app. I have nothing left to live for. Okay, I realize I'm a little dramatic. <laughs> but people are so dumb. This other person says, it was assembled by a nine-year-old. Sheesh. Sheesh to you. Sheesh to you. Somebody else says, are you okay? Look at that house. The dog has an amazing yard. The family loves it. So go read a book or something. <laughs> Guys, suck. Nobody's fun anymore. What happened to fun? What happened to sarcasm? And then it all comes full circle. All the time. Everything comes full circle. So then there was this video. Watch this 17-month-old toddler play the piano like a pro. Again, from puberty. I love puberty. And so I go through and read some of the comments on this video. And some people say, like, a pro is pushing it, but he played. Still, Dre, mad respect. Um, like a pro is a stretch. So people started talking and, and, and saying some comments. You and I have different meanings for the word pro. So people are talking crap about this kid. So I say, this is my comment. All these haters, pro is a bit exaggerated in quotations. Let's see your home videos shoving that circle shape into the square hole. So I'm going after the people that are leaving comments under the video calling the kid a pro. That's a little bit of a stretch. I literally missed the sarcasm because I'm sure I'm doing now what everyone's been doing to me for weeks. And they're commenting and I'm taking it too seriously. So now I'm posting a comment and I didn't realize that I'm responding to other people's sarcasm. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I thought that was so funny. Like, oh, you guys don't get sarcasm. And here's me like, oh, you guys are picking on this kid. You don't think he's a pro? See that circle go in the square? We've got some croc news. I'm going to do croc news as much as I can. You guys send me any croc news that you get. They can be videos or jokes about Crocs, memes. Just because I was on Adam Carolla's and we talked about Crocs and I have a bunch of them and I love them. And I'm so convinced that I will one day, whenever I get married, we'll have Crocs walking down the aisle on for sure. So in today's Croc news, it comes to you from Laura88 Lee. She says Crocs are dangerous. You buy them thinking these will be great for around the house. Then suddenly... Grocery store Crocs, mall Crocs, birthday party Crocs, wedding Crocs. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even read it to the end. That's so funny. I want wedding Crocs. This is a plea. Crocs, please make me a pair of wedding Crocs. No one's asked me to marry them, but I want to be prepared. Please send me a pair of wedding Crocs so I can walk down the aisle. My dad is dead. So there's no one to walk me down the aisle. I want Crocs to walk me down the aisle. 
the aisle that no one's invited me to yet, but at least I'll be prepared. So if you guys have any croc news, send them to me. You can DM them on Twitter, Instagram at Jesse May Peluso, or you can email them to me at Jesse May Peluso comedy at gmail.com. Okay, let's uh, first I, I want to say that I did ha- have an overheard. We do May Bay's overheard. We started at the farmer's market and now we're here. Anytime you hear a non sequitur, random overheard weirdness, please send it to me. Now, last week, a girl sent me something about Florida. She said, overheard in an office space, uh, overheard in an office space parking lot in Florida, New York. And I made fun of her because I thought, Florida, New York, what is she talking about? So, for next episode, for the next episode, we're going to look into Florida, New York and see what goes on there because it is a real town. It's a little town Deb discovered and it's a real place. So apologies to making fun of you for a place that really exists on that last overheard. Her overheard was, you know why men are dying off before their wives? Because we want to. It's hilarious. But this overheard I heard actually walking in the street in my neighborhood and it was early in the morning, like 630 in the morning. And There were two cars parked side by side and I could hear a guy yelling, yes, Lana, yes, Lana. And I walk up closer to the car and Lana, I'm assuming, is sitting in the passenger seat of one of the cars. This man is taking stuff out of the back of the car. He's got both of the trunks popped open. He's moving the stuff from Lana's car into the car that's parked next to it. Now, what's going on? These two are breaking up at 630 in the morning and he's passive aggressively going yes lana yes lana and then he goes this is the exact overheard yes lana yes lana yes lana i don't want to be with you anymore it's madness he said it's madness it's so poetic at 6 30 in the morning yes lana yes lana because she just was talking and talking i could hear her she just sounded like a chicken in a coop going and he said i don't want to be with you it's madness and i said to myself walking away from them yeah it is madness anytime you're with someone it's absolute madness madness in the best way if you get lucky but it's it's complete chaos love is and always will be complete chaos i just thought that was so funny because i kept walking down the street and i could hear him still go yes lana yes lana and you know my nosy neighbor ass did a u-turn at the end of the street you know i did you know, I wasn't going to let them just have a breakup at 630 in the morning with with a car unpacking and repacking with Lana in the passenger seat. And I'm not going to see how this ends. Are you c- c- crazy? So I take another lap on the other side of the street and I just kind of mingle about, linger, hang, just flower, being a little wallflower on the side of the street at 630 in the morning. Nothing to see here, Lana. And he's still going. And I, and I just, I had the thought like, oh man, you know, this is just the way it goes sometimes. You know, sometimes you got to break up with somebody at 6.30 in the morning. You just can't handle it. And I just stood there and a couple other people were also hanging out being nosy. So I didn't feel so bad that I was out there tr- pretending that I was picking up the longest, biggest piece of poop ever. I just kept scooping up little rocks and pebbles overhearing this couple go through a breakup at 6.30 in the morning on a Sunday. It was beautiful. Send me your overheards. Overheards for the podcast can be sent to jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. 
there was a bunch of other stuff I wanted to get to, but we can do that for next week. The one thing I did want to tell you before I get out of here is who I saw. Okay, so I went out to a breakfast, a breakfast, a birthday dinner with my girlfriend, Crystal Marie. You may have heard of her. You may have seen her. She's gorgeous. She's talented. She's been good to me and uh, somebody who I really enjoy in this life, in this world, in this industry. And she took me out to a little birthday dinner. Can't say where because I don't want to blow up people's spots. Anywho, we're talking about motherhood and people having babies and fertility and all of that stuff. Just talking about are our wombs dried up? Is it possible? What are we going to do with our lives? And talking about as women get older and women we know having babies, all of that stuff. And then this woman comes around the corner, beautiful woman holding a baby and her husband's got the other baby. They look like twins. And the woman just walks by us and we are enamored with this beautiful little baby. And we're like, oh my God, women do this. We just love babies and puppies. It, the signals go on in our ovaries do, 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 and we have to talk to the baby so we can get some of those pheromones through the air into our system and hopefully kick our barren bodies into gear. I'm not barren, but you know, uh, never say never. <laughs> and this little baby, I- I'm always pretty mindful of other people's space. And so I just like, I'm not going to touch the baby. You know what I mean? I don't know this person. And we're like, oh my God, you're so cute. And the baby's smiling. And I said, I'm 41 with three dogs. I don't know if I'll be able to have one of you. And the woman goes, I had twins at 47. 47! Twins. I go, twins? And she said they were expensive. But I had them. And it was Hillary Swank. It was Hillary Swank. It was Hillary Swank bragging about her million dollar babies. Literally had million dollar babies. And she looked gorgeous and she just was so like ethereal and glowing and not, she didn't look 47 at all. And I don't even know what that means. I I hate saying that. That's something that I don't like the ageism in this world, but I just thought it was so funny. I'm like, you had kids at 47 and she's like, yep, you can do it. You'll pay for it, but you can do it. And then she just, she didn't even walk away. She just like floated away with the babies. And then I just looked at my friend. I'm like, Did Hillary Swank just bless us? Did we just get blessed by Hillary Swank? Is Hillary Swank mother nature? I'm convinced she is. She was glorious. 47 years old with twins. And I did that math. I'm like, oh, God, when they're teenagers, you're going to be exhausted. You're like, just go do the drugs. Go to the house party. Go have the unprotected sex. I need a nap. Hey, lay down. I need a nap. Mama needs a nap. 47 and twins. So I called them her million dollar babies. Not to her face because I don't want to offend her. And also I don't want her to think I'm being passive aggressive. I'm genuinely happy for her. But I bet you they were expensive. Where's Clint Eastwood? Watch out for the stool. Be fearless. I'm going to buy her onesies for her babies that say be fearless. It's just so annoying. It's impossible to be fearless. It's impossible. We've got to have some fear. And... You know, the other thing we have to have is an idea of how to handle losing things. And the irony of that, how to handle loss. Like, get your hands on loss. And the way to do it is just to get better at letting go. Let go of the part of you that needs to hold on. And each time you lose something, it gets a little bit easier, whether it's a bat or a dad. (laughs) That's just the truth. 
and each time I lose something, I feel like I've gained something else. But I, I do miss that bat. I do miss my bat. I, I want my car bat back. I want it back so bad. I'm going to leave you guys on another accent that is so adorable. Not like the Scouse one from last time. It's like I always say, turn to fart to fark in your to fark in your I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm starving. I've got my parrot. It's none of those. It's an adorable little girl with a Scottish accent. If you hear any crazy accents, send them my way. If you get any overheard, send them my way. If you have any suggestions for the podcast, send them my way. All I ask for you is to hit five stars. Give us that five-star rating. I love you guys. I hope you figure out how to lose better. You want the garlic meal out, Aldi? Yeah. What else do you want me to get you? What else did you get me? Nothing. Sausage is for the caravan, no. I ate two. You, want, you ate two of them, did you? I ate the sausage too. Went so many got me sausage too. Yeah. For the caravan. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got them? Yeah. For the caravan. For the caravan, uh-huh. You excited? Yeah. Oh, you take your out Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.